The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to the Next of Kin podcast. I'm your host, Rich, with my son, Christian. How are we doing? How are you doing today? A little bit of a headache, but otherwise, we're good to go. <laughs> okay. Did you take anything for it? Nope. You know me. I know you never do. So, hey, um, so in this episode, we'll uh, be talking a little bit about, uh, we always like to do our news update, some things going on. We're going to be giving you another quick update on uh, episode five of Falcon Winter Soldier. And then from there, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about fandom, uh, our own fandoms, how our how our father son status has been affect has affected our fandoms and um, just kind of give you a little bit of background and kind of where a lot of our stuff comes from. So so you got any news over there? You want me just to go through what I no. Uh, read it out because mine probably is the same as yours. Okay, well, you're not going to have this one. So, Jim Steinman, you ever heard of him? Uh, potentially. He's a songwriter. He's real famous for working with Meatloaf and Celine Dion and people mm-hmm. like that, Bonnie Tyler. He passed away. He was a genius of lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the songs that he would write for people. So, like, famous songs, like, both the Meatloaf's big albums were Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. Those songs. Uh, Celine Dion uh, had her first big song, which was a Jim Steinman song. Bonnie Tyler had, like, Total Eclipse of the Heart and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, really, really, his, you know, great songs like, you know, uh, I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, which <laughs> has been debated for years what he was talking about. And then... Um, uh, and again, he never sang his own songs. It was always he's like other people. He was just a heck of a writer. He even did some Broadway stuff. So mm-hmm. he passed away recently. And I was really, I was really kind of moved by that because I really liked mm-hmm. the songs that he wrote for a lot of people. He made a lot of people a lot of exposure uh, because of the writing that he wrote. So yeah, uh, big couple Netflix things. Did you see the Netflix stuff? I did not. Let's see. Let's uh, see. Netflix has got a seventeen billion dollar plan to. Uh, Oh, I did see this. This what they're going to spend seventeen. Uh, was it billion dollars on right. content this year? Yes. Which is four million than last year. I think. Actually, more than that. It was they only spent eleven point eight billion during oh. the pandemic mm. year, and they're realizing they need to do that because their subscriberships are down. There's more competition now, so they well, and like also like uh, you're competing with like I think the Disney Plus platform is super like. At least in the coming months, it's going to be like, oh, we never have to like unsubscribe from this because like each month there's just going to be something completely new. Right, and I think they realize they need to have stuff that's new all the time. Yeah, and yeah, and like all of Netflix's <clears throat> popular shows are like super super popular shows. I'm realizing, which again, it's hard to tell because right. I don't feel like anyone watches all the of, of Netflix's popular shows you, you but, uh, unless you don't have a job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> like, at least the ones that I've been like, watch I, the Witcher. Some again. of the ones that I'm interested, in, which is like The Witcher and uh, Stranger Things, yeah. N- Narcos. Like they don't come out on a consistent basis. The like me, it's been, one was it me or you? You. you, you which, was but, uh, to be good. fair, they only had one season where that was right. like actually their show because the first right. season was on like Lifetime. I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, did, uh, I I don't know where I remember seeing that, but yeah, the first season okay. of You was on Lifetime. I didn't realize that. 
Lifetime. I think it was Lifetime. That must have been. So certainly not Hallmark. Lifetime must have not realized that that was the show. Like that. that, that, was... that, that wow, we made a really good show. Yeah. And then Netflix, Let's get rid of And then Netflix picked it up <laughs> after that. So. <laughs> we, uh, we have our running joke about Lifetime and mm-hmm. Hallmark. Lifetime's kind of like the uh, liberal uh, show yeah. for women, movies about wit for women, and then Hallmark's kind of like a conservative Fox version of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, they felt like they needed to do some stuff there, which is good because I think the more competition makes everybody work harder to make better films and yeah, TV definitely. shows. Uh, there was a Chang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer that came out. Uh, what's the release date for that movie? I do, it did not say. Is that September? It, I think it said might have said September. I think that one's a got pushed back to like September. Yeah, September third, right? maybe. I think it might have said. Yeah, because this summer is. Uh, no, no, no. It's not September third. What is it? Okay, so th- yeah, this summer is. Uh, it's not the summer. No, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. What is? There's two things this summer because Black Widow is in. No, Black Widow's the I only didn't... Black Widow's the only one this summer now. Right, Spider Man's in the fall, and then Spider Man's like way late at the end of the yeah. year, and then Eternals is November, and then Chang Chi September. Okay, right. I yeah, think I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I said September. So, um, again, I like the fact that it's different. It looks very different. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're gonna have a cameo by you know by we, anyone we've seen by anyone before, we yeah. know. I think that's cool. I don't need like the cameo all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's that. I mean, again, I it's, I it's supposed to be that this is the real Mandarin is gonna be like the the villain of this. Okay, and the that real Mandarin. The, like obviously they had the 2013 uh, Iron Man right. three Mandarin right. who was fake. Yes, and uh, <laughs> like like Which that was the definitely whole joke. Fake. Watching in the watching the same soccer game, it always seems to be watching. Yeah, but uh, I, I believe uh, the Mandarin is going to be like Shang Chi's like father. It looks like from okay. the looks of this trailer that like the real Mandarin is his father, and like that's like all the big like army of people we're seeing. It's so do you just, like uh, obviously their their goal here is to 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 try to capture a, you know a, an audience from another part of the world. Um, well, I know these and expose to give, and Marvel's really... been on a mission for the last couple of years with like Black Panther and right. a, and some of them show, TV shows they have specifically coming out on. Uh, like on Disney Plus, right? That they're trying to like capture the little bit more diversity, yeah, Especially because like great. the early part of like the MCU wasn't u- ultra diverse, and like I said, it took a while to even get like a female led movie in there, right? And then, uh, no, I think, and, you're but right. now we I have mean, like we have Black Panther, we have, have like they have the, the clout that they can do it. Uh, obviously, they're making Anthony Mackie the new like main Captain America. It seems like, right. and uh, he's probably going to be a central figure in most of the Avengers movies. Like, well, yeah, I think they've got a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least one of the leaders. Yeah, I'm obviously right. And I, I like, I'm looking forward to seeing like a different type of combat. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if it, the, the choreography, the is, but... uh, I looked it up, but I didn't write it down. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, they also announced the three directors for the Into uh, Sp- the Spider Verse. It's like three different directors. It's oh, they're not doing the, the, Miller and what's his name again? The three the names that came up were uh, Joaquim De Santos. Kev Powers, who's actually up for an Oscar right now, yeah, I saw that. And Justin Tom, Justin K. Thompson are the directors. Well, I, I, I didn't, that's the I only thing yeah. I trust Sony with uh, on a film level is that. Yeah, is I don't know what series. they're doing with it. I mean, it, it, it's it's. I think the surprise and wow factor, of the first one's going to be tough to match because, like, I don't think we realized uh, just how good it was. How good be. it was going to be. I think most of us went in with pretty low expectations. So I didn't now, go with low expectations because it looked really good, and like the trailers all showed right. that like this looks really different. And the, obviously, the animation style is some of the best animation right. of anything ever. Well, I, I just feel like, and, and they did smart stuff. Like the music score was really well done. 
Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of things they did oh, very well. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was a lot of nods that this, the one alternate Spider-Man was like kind of like the... He was really in many ways the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He was kind of like a Tobey Maguire-y. Like, you know, and, and obviously there's silly like, stuff. with the, older, but... Like John Mulaney being the pig and, you know, and then mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage in there is the... the the film noir, yeah, Spider Man. It, it was yeah. really I was I thought it was good. It had its cliche moments and everything, mm-hmm. but I I think I I guess I went into it not with low expectations. I went into it with no expectations. Yeah, and I like when I don't know too much about a movie because then I just go in and I just mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I'm like, well, this should have been, you know, and that was kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to a sequel. I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it'd be a little bit more like Spider Versey type stuff. So yeah, I don't especially know. Especially because mean, what's her name is like the voice of Spider Gwen is like super popular, right? And like that was the they obviously set something up with right. that towards the end of the movie. So um, I got Ryan Johnson wants to direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, no, no, I thought he was too busy. I thought he's he, no, he's not. They're not going to let him anywhere near that. I know, but it, it was all over the place. I don't know why it was all over the place. Because there are still things. some people that, and it like wasn't that. even like one of those websites I want to punch in the face. Because there are still even... people that like that movie, and, and like, uh-huh. and I and I get kind of why they like that okay. movie, but again, you're not looking at anything objectively at if, all. If it's so. it's it's a, I guess it's a fine movie if it's not a Star Wars movie. Uh, not, no, it's a good, no. I won't even argue that it's not even that good of a movie, like on a like thematic basis. I want to so. go to Space Vegas. Oh my god! Don't I'm, we're and, not, I'm not, have, we're not getting to the Last and the, Jedi and again. the and the. Uh, the Bronco chase in space, the oh, slowest space chase in the history I'm, of we're sci-fi. Not, I can't complain about Last Jedi today. I just okay. Well, have we done a episode where I just complain about no, Last Jedi? No, we didn't do yet? that yet. Oh. We, it's coming. Well, I'm sure it'll come at some It's point. coming. Uh, I haven't even mentioned Avatar 2 yet. We're going to hold it off because, again, so. that episode will be three hours long of me complaining. Yes, so. it will be. So we can't. you can't be coming in with a headache for that one. You're going to no. take some Advil or something for that <laughs> episode. And um, I'll take some Advil, too, so we can talk about uh Avatar 2, what a great film that oh is someday. God. We haven't even got to that, folks. It's coming. The Avatar review. My avatar, Why I hate Avatar and everything wrong with Avatar. I, my, my thing with Avatar is, like, it's not a bad movie. It's just, I don't know why it's you hate it so much. It's hype is just awful. There is no hype. There's no fan. There's no Avatar fandom. Like, you can't think well, of, like, ah, yes, look at all the Avatar fans at Comic-Con. It's like, no, that's not a thing. Well, that's my thing. I'm nobody, like, nobody there is no it. fandom Everyone feels avatar. exactly like you. So it's like I don't get why you're like such a. But then why do we? Then why did we? We're stop talking about the stupid sequels are never going to come out. I mean, obviously they're eventually going to come out because they have to because they spent five hundred trillion dollars to make these stupid things. Something like that. Something like oh, you're going to remember. Wait, you see that all the characters that didn't die are back. Like what is this a CW? I think the only thing that's funny about them is because of all like we've heard a good amount about the sequels, kind of to like the casting and like how much money they're costing and the fact that there's like. Four of them piques interest yes. of like, okay, so they made that movie. It's been 13 years. That movie was like like a 7 out of 10. And like despite the fact that it has the most box office of any movie ever, uh, nobody really likes it that much. And it's just kind of a movie that it's like, it's on USA today. And you, and right. you leave it on. Right. It's on. And then you just leave it I've on in the background. I've never left it on. I've never left that's, it but on. That's, what, that's how I, mute, that's how I yeah. view, like. Dances with Wolves in Space. Well, it's more than that. It's like 18 movies. that Dances are Basically, every plot point is just kind yes. of like a story from a different movie. Yeah, but and some of his own movies. He stole some. That, that as well, right, yes. I'm not going down this rabbit hole on Avatar 2. Yeah. Why did you bring it up? Uh, you brought it up. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm almost entirely sure I, you No, it I, I totally brought it up so i told you i gotta bring it up a lot so great but yep. moving on every episode and i only got one other one and we're only going to just mention it the big thing that obviously was a huge issue in our house which isn't really a movie thing 
but it, it's huge was the the whole issue with the with the Super League that had been planned. That was what besi- really besides like the political oh, stuff on, going on. you're into soccer now. No, I mean, but it was a huge entertainment. It it, it was going to have huge imperco- repercussions on entertainment. So I mean, uh, yeah, yes, guess, yeah. it would, it would have because it's a major money. Um, and it's dead. So thank goodness because <laughs> it was dead. a bad the idea European all Super around. League is dead. It's dead. And it, but it was for those of you who aren't soccer fans, uh, it was kind of a, it was almost like a weird kind of coup by a couple old rich people that were trying to <laughs> basically the destroy the world of soccer. And I know that's not really, league. it's not really what we talk about on the show, but it was obviously a big deal this past mm-hmm. week. So Mortal Kombat comes out this week. Uh, Mortal Kombat comes out this week. Yes. Not yet, though. Not today. We might talk about that next I week. I think it comes out, It comes out. I believe, Friday night. Well, okay. it pro- tomorrow night at midnight, Thursday at midnight, if you are if you were watch, listening to this live. But it's coming out Friday the 23rd at midnight. Cool. So, and, I, and I, again, I purposely haven't watched any more trailers because I just want to, again, I want to go into that movie with very uh, just open mind and no, mm-hmm. no thought of what it's going to be about. I mean, obviously I know a little bit of what it's going to be about, but I just want to kind of. Yeah, um, going in kind of blind, uh, and that was it for my news. It was kind of a slow news week. Uh, I think I saw something the other day. That's the only thing that I uh, have seen that I think is worth probably talking of. Is uh, what's it called? Uh, the Amelia Clark, who is uh, Daenerys in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, she is casted in Secret Invasion, which is that uh, my, what's it called? Uh, I'm, why am the I blanking on his name? Or whatever, you know. No, it's Nick Fury's. Nick it's the Nick. It's that. the Nick Fury yeah. series, yes. basically. It's Nick yes. Fury, and then uh, was it Mads Mikkelsen, or is it the other? No, it's not Mads Mikkelsen. It's a. Uh... No, I think. Uh... No, it's I, it's a name Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, that's Ben, ben Mendelsohn, who's yes. like Ben Mendelsohn's yes. character from right. Captain Marvel, Talos, and right. Sam Jackson right. uh, as Nick Fury. It's, that's kind of their series, and I believe Olivia Coleman's also in that, and she's like uh she won an Oscar last year. I think she's been in a bunch of BBC stuff that we've watched. Yes. Uh, Someone else that, that I forget, and then now she has been casted in an unknown role in that. Okay. She, she is. She's well. Somebody she's knows. We just to, don't know. Yeah, exactly. So. She has struggled to break out of like kind of the Game of Thrones. Uh, yep. Gel, I would say. Well, uh, here's her chance. I mean, she's done a couple blockbuster things because obviously she was in that one Terminator movie as she was like Sarah Connor, I think, right. and that movie didn't do that well. And then she was in Solo, which I don't even think she was that bad in Solo, but uh, the movie obviously was. Right. Uh, didn't make any money, no. And it was kind of like just an unnecessary movie in like the, the right. grand scheme of Star Wars. Definitely. And then, uh, what's your favorite? Your. So now that means. And that, don't forget, uh, yeah. you know, your, your other big star that broke out from that movie. And went into the X Men films. <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Sonya, whatever her name is. Uh, Sonya oh, Stark. What's her name? Santa Stark, my favorite character in Game of Thrones. I always say the names wrong on that show. And half of them sounded alike. They had too many names that sounded a lot alike. I guess they did. That was a big thing, actually. No, that was a big thing, actually, when they were. When they were, uh, I yeah. just remembered that actually. Uh, that yeah. was a big thing when they were looking at the the books and like right. transferring characters over. Because obviously the books are a lot more expensive, right. and there's a lot of storylines that get cut cut out. And there's like entire characters that have been cut out from the books that right. were in like like for instance like uh, you know Marjorie Tyrell. I think it's yes. like what's her name. Uh, she has like three brothers or something in the comics, or two brothers, and so in the but in the show she just has like the one. Oh, maybe the other one's not at the red. But Warriors. there was also things where like so. they kept finding like in the books they're like these characters have the same first name. 
I think sometimes that writer was just or like lazy. they were really close. I've argued so, with you that like, he did, George. So like, what's the name? Like George Dion, Martin like Dion just Greyjoy's sister. Yeah. Like her name got changed from something. Right. Like I think it's like Yara in the show, but it was something else that sounded like really close. It was like Yasha or something. Yeah. Or it was, it, there was like it was like there, there was I think names he's that a lazy really writer. He doesn't want to finish writing the series. I just whacked my microphone. He's too busy just sitting around not writing. That's not writing. Because he's never going to finish the series. And uh, he's not going to yeah. give it to somebody else because he's just probably too lazy. But to yeah, that's that, kind of so. like the three big people, though, now from right. the Game of Thrones that have like all jumped over to Marvel in some capacity. Yep. Where, uh, at least in the MCU, because obviously Tyrion's actor, uh, Peter Dinklage, was a. Right, he was, he was the there. giant in like. Uh, or not. Yeah, he was the giant character, the dwarf in. Uh, right. And that's not like a. <laughs> that's that's He's like a giant dwarf. That's, that's what, what they. That's said. the official race. I know um, you're not being yeah. disrespectful. Yes. And uh, and and what was it? Infinity War. He yes. helped them make like he helped make the help make the hammer. Not the hammer. Not the, the hammer. Axe, uh, the axe. Yeah, think. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. So. And then obviously, uh, what's it called, John Stone's actor. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, he's been casted in. Uh, in Eternals, he's uh. The Black Knight, right? Who's? They said he's going to be pretty Kit big. Harrington. Yeah, Kit Harrington. Uh, I don't know why. A lot of people wanted him to be Wolverine. Some, some people wanted it to be Wolverine, and I thought he was actually one of the better. I choices thought he was for a that, better choice. He was younger. Uh, but um, honestly, they're just like, all right, you're the black. You're like a part of the Knights Watch, and uh, what's it called? So let's make you a Black Knight in Marvel. Oh uh, well, I, so. I think that might have just been a coincidence. So. So yeah, but the, and then so now she's been so now it's kind of like the three big people from that show have all been brought over, no, which we kind of figured that that was gonna happen real quick. He could be coming in any time. I don't now. think Brand's what ever about coming Hodor? into anything. I don't think Hodor, Hodor is coming. Still a terrible moment in watching that moment, Hodor. I remember I, I, oh, cause, cause, yeah, I watched. Uh, that's why he's been saying they call him that. Is I watched the entirety of. Uh, Game of Thrones season because what there's eight seasons right I I watched the entirety of season. I don't one count the last season. It didn't oh really God. happen. Uh, yeah, so I watched. I'm the, gonna make my own season. I watched the entirety of uh, Game of Thrones season one through seven without you first. Like yes. I had watched it myself, and then we went. So wait, went wait, back wait, wait, and wait. You went and you. watched things and didn't wait for me. No, you didn't watch it with me in the beginning. I know. I'm just making. There fun are of, certain you times you never where I do wait watch. for. He listen, folks. He'll say he's going to watch something with me, and then he'll watch the whole thing without me. And then me. I'll watch it with you later. Yeah, and then look at me. Like I'm like you're watching somebody play no, tennis. No, no, no. You know, no. like, stop looking at me. I'm trying to watch the show. <laughs> You've done that. Uh, never, never, never. Okay, maybe a lot, but okay. So, But yeah, so. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I think that should be, that's another one. It's a little bit different. It's and What Marvel does well, and we've talked about this before, is that they, they aren't trying to, they're not sticking to some formula. The formula is don't follow the formula. Keep finding ways to uh, tackle different issues, yeah. to make things look different. You don't have the, you don't have a cliche ending. Yeah, like, and they even have more room to do that now. That uh, right. But I'm glad that she. I'm glad that her character that she's getting is going to be in like a series, because I feel like she because she's really good in Game of Thrones. Like yeah. she's really good. I, I don't think she's one of like maybe the best actors in that show. There's better actors than her in that show, but she's very good as Daenerys. Yeah. And I'd rather let her. There's very few bad people. Yeah. On that and I'd show. rather let her be introduced as like a character that like gets multiple episodes to right. be like threshed out instead right. of just like a two hour thing, which I feel like. And I feel like it's not like we're watching her because we got to know Daenerys over the course of like eight years or whatever the hell it was. Right. And uh, when we see her in like a movie, like Terminator, it's like, oh, we just got like two hours for her. Right. Or like, and she's obviously not on screen the entire time. So right. It's like, I don't know. Well, that's it for our news this week. I we're going to do so. our, let's, we're, okay, so we're into season, uh, ep- excuse me, episode five of Winter, uh, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Soldier. We have one to go, and we've kindly gotten to a point where, 
is I feel like, okay, they've got an, like 50-something minutes to tie up a whole bunch of things, and but I just can't wait. Like, I mean, they're all in the same place now. So it they, seems yeah. like they're all converging on the same place, everything that's going right. on. Right. It's all kind of coming together. More importantly, Falcons got, well, well, Sam's got the shield and the uniform. Which uh, we haven't well, seen him in the uniform. We assume it's the uniform. Well, it's not. So. It's not the. It's not the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. So it's I'm the assuming briefcase from Pulp Fiction. It's gold. You open it up and there's a gold glow. I mean, assuming it's a uniform. Yeah. Or it's somebody else's uniform. Maybe it's Tony's. Uh, yeah. All the different sides seem to be converging. All the different like players in the story are converging on the same spot. Right. Uh, you have obviously Bucky seems to live in New York, so I think Bucky's just going to happen to be there. Uh, right. Obviously, Falcons converging on there. Uh, of disgraced, uh, dishonorably discharged John Walker yes. is uh, for what he did in the last episode. Amazing fight scene at the beginning. Yeah, I think let's start with that. I mean, I think that like uh, we knew there was going to have to be that scene. Mm-hmm. You knew that the two of them were going to have to show up and try to take the shield from him and he was going to be fighting in anger. Yeah. And, you know, like... Um, we knew that you kind of knew that that was coming. Like mm-hmm. I did that they weren't just going to the military wasn't just going to show up and just take it. Like it was being like, no, they're going to take the shield from him. Yeah. It's theirs um, now. It's yeah. Like, and they're not giving it back. So and not I, giving it back to you. We're I, not giving it back to the government. It's like yeah. it's our shield. Like, Yeah. And it was there was some definitely some um, I mean, the fight scene's tremendous. Um, and I like the I like the ending of the scene when he just drops the shield next to Sam. Next to Sam, like, don't give it away this time. They had to break his, his arm. Eyes. Like they broke them. his. It was arm. like it was honestly like it was similar to the scene with uh, like when they're trying to get the the gauntlet off. The yeah, definitely. It was like really similar. Definitely. Like, in a way. I'm yeah, like, oh, no, wow. I thought about that too. Yeah, I definitely thought about that. Um, really good again. Um. Well there's, done. There's so, much, there's so much in this episode too that's like very different and different from each other because it starts off with that fight scene, and then we get a little bit of like John Walker, like uh, yeah, like we the get fallout. to see him, the fallout for him, and then he's meeting the woman that's from from Seinfeld, uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. Oh, yeah, that, who was the big cameo of this episode? Who, yes, who somehow is related to Hydra? I, I, I did, no, no, no. I did a little bit more digging into that character okay. and. Uh, here, look up like the main name of that character for me, just because I was a super long name. Um, that character, like people seemed to were jumping on initially, right. uh, was Madame Hydra, which is like uh, obviously like a Hydra higher up. But yep. if you look at the comics, that is specifically like only a like one storyline of that character, where she's like kind of Hydra affiliated. Okay. She, she is playing like Valentina. Uh, Allegra de Font- Fontaine. 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 Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I believe in like a lot of the, a lot of most of her storylines, she's like a, just a shield. She's more of like just a shield higher up, or like a okay. shield agent, like a but kind of not as high up as like a fury. But like in most of her, what I've seen, she just seems to be that. She okay. Just, so like I think people saw Madame Hydra. And well, she seems like she can get the shield back, and that's that. It's not the government shield; it's Shield's shield. Um, so to speak, and yeah, but what I'm guessing is, and this is the weird thing that I think it's going is uh, especially because in one of the at the end of one of the episodes, we saw a little bit about like like Thunderbolt Ross. Do you know right. that? That's like the older guy who was in like Hulk. He was in like right. Civil War, right? And like, so I I think there's a good chance that uh, and there's been rumors for years that they're doing like the Thunderbolts, which is like uh, like the Suicide Squad for okay. uh. For oh, Marvel, kind of. Right, right, right. So, and they don't seem to be going with the U.S. agent route. 
yet for the walk for, right. for John Walker again. But I think I think we, I think John Walker is not a one and done for this story. I think John Walker is gonna be around at least for a couple things like here and there. Like I don't think he's gonna be the biggest character in Marvel, but I think we were right. gonna see him around for a while. I don't um, know how they they, they have a hard time. The thing with Thunderbolts is, is they're bringing him to the rat. Like for instance, they're bringing they, that that amazing scene with um Zemo and uh, Bucky. Right when he thinks where, he's like, gonna kill him. Where he thinks he's gonna kill him, and then Bucky, and then you see like actually that uh Zemo has a lot of empathy for Bucky, and like for what he's been through, right. and like he doesn't like hold any grudges against him because like right. they're both victims of the same thing to an extent. Like Hydra sure. Hydra victimized Sokovia before, which why he had an obsession with Hydra right. before like the Avengers as well. But uh, obviously the the Wakandans brought Zemo to the raft, which is weird. Which is the raft is the the prison at the end of Civil War, where they were holding like uh, like Falcon and a bunch of people actually. Like oh. like after like after I the didn't after the that. Civil War airport right, I battle, didn't catch yeah right. They right. they had obviously they had like Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch were all like there that in put in that prison and that prison was owned by like by uh Ross. Like Ross was like had a lot of executive. Like power over that uh, prison, right? And so Zemo's being brought there. In the comics, Zemo is, uh, I believe, either like a team member or might even be the leader of the Thunderbolts. Oh, so if John Walker ends up there, so if John Walker ends up there at the end of this, right? Well, I'll have to look that up and see what other. So I think there's a good chance some of the other characters that might end up in that. And there's also a couple other like, uh, like not super super like evil like villains that are still around in like Marvel. That are, or like kind of that are forget forgotten, well, but, aren't like to, but aren't like maybe like liked that much that you could bring yeah. back to a series like 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 for like for instance like Ghost from like Ant Man, right? For instance, uh, but there's a couple like I wouldn't be surprised if they would go with that, right? So like if they do a Thunderbolts show, well, and then at the end of the episode they introduced, uh, and they said oh, but back to the but, but yeah. real quick I've lost track of where I was going. Uh, I think Allegra Grenier Fontaine could be working for, uh, for Ross. Okay, especially because like Shield's not really around anymore, so right. they just might be like just kind of using the character in like a similar capacity to what her job was with Shield, but instead she's just kind of working for for Ross on like a different program. Especially because like Ross, for instance, was like the whole part of uh, why like what, what what they were looking for in the Incredible Hulk movie like years ago, which he was in, was like he was trying to create the super sol- recreate the super soldier serum, and now we have a guy who's not Captain America. Who has the super soldier serum? Right, and maybe Ross still. Well, maybe Ross still has a lot of interest in right. y- using that serum for his. Well, own, there's definitely some things there that that they have to that they, we got to figure out, and mm-hmm. I don't think we have certainly enough information to go to that way. Yeah. Um, what else? I I like the the character they brought in at the end from that really has it out in the back truck for Falcon from the first part. I think he was from the first episode, right? Uh, first, first episode, and he was the guy on the. The boat, right at the beginning of Winter Soldier, right. uh, that the Captain America, I think, like literally beats up. Right. So I mean, I think it's you got a little revenge factor going in there, mm-hmm. and you got a bunch of kind of kind of stuff building up. Yeah, and then we're obviously like we're we're very sure now that Sharon Carter is either. Uh, although I don't think Sharon Carter is the power broker, because she's definitely very high up within that organization. But she seems to either be working for them. Or or trying to undermine the power broker to take because right. again she sent them she sent Batroc to help. Uh, what's it to help Carly? Right. And the the flag smashers, but the power broker was 
try literally at the like it was the second or first or second episode was sending men to try to catch them because they right. stole the super soldier serum. Right. So there wouldn't be make sense that she's the well, power we don't broker know or even like working directly under still, the power broker. She's still in the she's really still an agent or she's a double agent mm-hmm. or we don't know. And I mean obviously that's one of the many things that they have to address for us in this last episode. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Also I watched you know, a, I watched a couple on YouTube that said like uh at one point there was like a different language being spoke about the power broker. Right. And uh through like the the translation uh, you could tell that, like, the way they were referring to the power broker was as a him. Okay. If you know what I mean. Like, somehow, you know how, like, certain, like, uh, ways you say words in, like, Spanish or, like, right, Italian. Right. Uh, like, they have, like, gender, like, to them. And if you say it one way, it means, like, this gender. And if you say it another way, it means, like, that gender. Right. So well, they've said that, it like, at least with uh, with looking at that, for, like, the one scene where we got a little bit of dialogue through, like, people speaking whatever language it was, right. uh, we were able to kind of tell that it's a... It's probably male. So we still have potentially well, one more reveal right. that, like, whoever the power broker is. We got the power broker. We got to discern if Sharon Carter is good or evil, if mm-hmm. she's kind of on the fence. We've got to figure out how they're going to deal with Carly Moore. Uh, Carly we got Morgenthal. crazy. Uh, we got we got crazy uh, Walker. With we got a, crazy with a Walker steel who lied to um, who lied to Battlestar's parents. Yeah, we have. Uh, He's got his own shield now. We have like this decided crudely if, made the, the, like the steel story shield. that this the, sto- the really the answer that we all really want to know. Is Bucky and Sarah going to get together? That's what we're up. Bucky and F- Sam's sister are they going to? Oh my god! Uh, that's 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 what we all care about. No, we don't. I don't. You think don't, we do. Nobody cares that. That's a bit. That was great though. That was really good. That little good. They had a good little scene when um when Bucky shows up and they're kind of just like repairing right. the boat and then they also are able to just have they have that one talk with each other right where uh Bucky apologizes for not like thinking of the. Right. Like just no, what it would mean to have yeah. the shield and be in be in Sam's situation, uh, like as a black man and just just being himself. It addressed it, and yeah. I, I and then also that... like and then what, and then Sam's able to give him back something as well, which is like uh, because again, that, Sam like and they've really made this like a more subtle part of his character, but they really have brought back a couple times like how he talks to like he like in in, in Winter Soldier he just taught he. Like he was a counselor for Betts. Right. Like no, they and like he, that you know, he talked really nice. and he really talked right. to Bucky in that moment when they were like kind of just throwing the shield around, like right. like he was a vet in that like he's like no you were no you weren't the you weren't coping or you weren't uh, like healing you were avenging you thought that if you brought like the people to justice that like you enabled as the Winter Soldier, that like somehow would make you feel better and make you but no you you have to heal people you can't just like right and that comes back to so that goes back to the bringing, guy that he was like bringing with back who episode. he is full circle and I like the scene mm-hmm. where he's talking to his sister and then he can't look, look he, he says, can't look to other people to tell right. him who well, he and is that's, anymore that was like, important too that he if he wants to be kept in America and he wants yeah. to be kept in America for a bigger reason than just patriotism mm-hmm. but for the importance of him being Captain America to be a different type of Captain America yeah stop trying to do what what the change would have done he's got to do it his own way mm-hmm. and i think that was a really cool powerful episode the relationship between his sister for that so um i think of it what i think is great is that i don't um I, you know I, I what i don't what i love about this right now is that no one for the most part um uh, and it's a little bit less on this show than it was on um on the on the previous show uh wandavision that it, there seems to be less discussion online about What's going to happen next? Where everybody had well, predicted was everything more of like a about WandaVision, like, and it's going to be this, and what's his face is going to show up. And, well, I think it's just the nature you know, of WandaVision, where WandaVision was most of the episodes were so much shorter. 
Right. Um, there was more episodes, and so it was taking longer to draw out, and you were getting less information per episode than you do I, in these. And episodes. that stuff drives me crazy because you don't know, and you—it's nice if you want to predict but, uh, but, something. But also, like that's what. The, but then you get mad when it doesn't happen. But that's the effectiveness like, of that's you know? the effectiveness of where it's annoying that like because we live in a streaming world where like. For years and years and years, you just got the entire season at once. Right. Like, Netflix obviously still just puts out the entire season at once. Right. But Disney uh, obviously went a different route and was like, you know what? We're just going to release it, like, week by week. And it's annoying. But, again, it brought back, like, that well. Yeah. And, like, otherwise, like, that must like for TV. instance, like, imagine if Mandalorian <laughs> came out, like, because when that was the only show ever on that platform, like, towards the beginning of it, like, almost over a year, a year and a half ago. Was uh that move that people would have watched that entire series in one day, all eight episodes, right. and then they would have canceled. Right. And then again, there's no hype around it because you'd get hype around it for like a week, and then it'd be done because like who's still watching after that point? Right. But uh, w- the way with Marvel's done it with like The Mandalorian, and it's obviously worked with with uh, WandaVision and this show as well, is that like there's a big discussion. You like like you have a big discussion on it for like Twitter for like an entire day, right. and it trends like the entire day. Like no, I think that out. that's a good point. I mean, I think that that um so just just get much more exposure. Right, for it's, it. They're, they're, and it lasts they, over the course of like a month instead of right. Like, it, it builds up more. The more of a build up, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and it's what I they don't they're they are. It is a bit of a return to not episodic, but it's mm-hmm. definitely returned to. You know, you kind of got to come back next week at the same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah. And, it, and it's it, a little bit more freeing yeah. because, like, again, if you want to watch it, like, right at, the, but they're right not at building 3 a.m., you can watch it at 3 right. a.m. And they're not building it up to, like, like Walking Dead where it's like they would do Everyone watches every, at the same time. Well, everyone watches at the same time. But more importantly, what drove me crazy about Walking Dead was everything they did after the first year was building up to the break. They would build up to so they had the mid-season to finale, a mid-season finale, and then, finale, like a, and then, then build. And as soon as you come back, they would build up to the end of the season finale, and like and nothing like, would happen in half it. the episodes. Yeah, because we were just killing. How do we? Kill I've heard six it's got episodes? better since then because well, we haven't watched since right. we haven't watched since since the what's it called the big incident. Yeah, like, once they brought in once they killed the two once guys, they brought in Lucille uh, or whatever it is. Once they that, brought in you know, Negan, we we yeah. tried to watch it for like a year later, but it would like it just wasn't. Well, us. and then they got rid of every character that, like, I mean, there's a few characters left, but I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know how you do Andrew, Walking Andrew Dead and you. Yeah, like, Carl, how do you have Walking Dead and the main character's not there? And I know there's things that I just, I just, and I'm sure people, mm-hmm. oh, it's great. You should, I'm like, uh, it's I, just, ba- I hear good. But it's, I, it's much I, better now. But I, again, but I, I don't no want to. Re- interest. I have yeah. no interest in I don't in need to go it. through. Like, I still love the first two or three, three to four seasons of Walking Dead. I think the first two to four are also pretty good. But, like, I remember there was, like, three or four in a row that we watched after that. But, right. like, this is just kind of dragging on at this point. I just – and, yeah, and I have no interest in getting back And I have no interest in rewatching the whole thing again. Yeah, I have no like, interest in getting And then getting, getting back, back up to that same it, point and, where and, I, like, kind of fell away And I'm from not that. getting back in where i got to watch it on Sunday nights or whatever night it's on. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't do that anymore. Well, like, they have one more season now. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I'm not going to get – they finally I'm, are ending. I'm not going to so. rewatch the season. I'm not going to I'm not going to catch up again. Well, I just can't believe, like, the only thing I'm thinking of, like, is Negan still alive. It's been, like, five years. I don't know how – yeah, right. I know he – they decided. They but there's no way he's still alive. They decided that they wanted to keep the character around, and it's like cool for the actor. But at the same oh, time, Je- like, Jeffrey Morgan's a great yeah, actor. I love Jeffrey Morgan. You know, Morgan, but he was on Star Trek. Um, he's been a lot early of in his he career. Like one of his first cr- episode, uh, first uh, shows was on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what's? But I just don't. I mean, like you make it unrealistic that he somehow that guy still survives. Like because yeah. you want to keep a good actor. Someone would have killed him. Around. Like right. let's be real. Like somebody would have killed yeah. him. Like, I mean like even things that, you know, and they and whatever. I mean that's we're not mm-hmm. gonna talk about that anymore. So I'm um, looking forward to it Friday. Maybe we'll get up this time at three o'clock in the morning. I'm and watch about it. Stay up to three o'clock in the morning to watch it. 
So and we might have to get the other kid to the other one. See if we can get him to stay up. Lanky, wake Lanky. up, Zach. We're, <laughs> we're just we should get refer, in here. Can we just refer to Zach as Lanky, um, like as on this podcast? We, sh- we can. We just never we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. <laughs> He's not here. He doesn't it's defend himself. Here. He probably so. doesn't. Doesn't even listen to us. <laughs> so, um, all right. So that was it for that. So now we're going to move into something that we've talked about. You know, we, we felt as we did our first few episodes, there was a lot of almost like movie review kinds of things. And what we want to do now is try something a little bit different today. We want to talk a little bit about fandom. As you know, that we call the show the Next of Kin podcast, which Christian came up with the name because obviously we're related. And um, I think we have a cool appreciation for each other's tastes in what we watch and we've done a nice jo- I think we've done a nice job of exposing each other. Yeah, like you hey, you should check this out and it's, we've you've done this with music and I've done it with things and we've gone back and forth so um I don't know like do you want to do you want to just throw want me to throw a fandom out there and talk about it a little bit that Yeah, sure. So so first of all when you think about fandom, you know, obviously there are fans of things mm-hmm. and then there's fandom. Well, what do you consider someone to be like uh what 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 are your parameters or whatever for saying someone is like a a fan of something but like a uh, more than average I guess we would call it. Like or like being part of like a one of those communities, I would say. You probably I don't know, like you probably like you you're probably using social media and you're 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 a member of like a page or a Twitter page that is about that that mm-hmm. background or you're constantly, you're constantly keeping updated of what's going on you know a bit you know more than average than like just someone who's casually turning on the the who enjoys the stuff but maybe doesn't like dive delve into it a little as far as like you yeah like you said merchandise probably mm-hmm. um what else you said uh, oh naming being able to n- Name you know all the characters by name you know I in my case I know the actors background by name detail. you know a lot more you've done some research on the background mm-hmm. of the characters maybe you read a book that's you know that's not necessarily uh, or you watch not like break, you canon. watch like breakdown videos yeah, like right, on YouTube right. like stuff like that or you know what's canon and what's not that's yeah, a big that's thing a big too thing like too. that's a big thing um, yeah I think that you're right right on I think you're right on with that I think. Uh, you don't have to cosplay. That's kind of no, the extreme in one that's direction. Like the extreme side of it. Well, but I, you know, I mean, I got no problem. With I got no problem with cosplay because sometimes people. I'm years ago. Uh, I'm just saying there's a smaller portion yeah, of fans that do my, it. My I'm fans, not saying there's anything wrong yeah, with it. My students all knew that I was a big Star Trek fan many years ago, and one time they like did a pre Photoshop kind of thing for my birthday where they made it look like I was Captain Picard or something like that. And people are like, oh, you go to Captain Picard costume. And the kid saying it to me was wearing like a Jim Kelly jersey. I said, you're dressing like Jim Kelly. First of all, I don't own a Captain Picard uniform. Let's put that out there. But second of all is that. Why are you lying to everyone, Dad? When I, I've never owned a Star you Trek li- costume. You're lying to these people. I don't have. I, I, I don't just. I don't have a problem if anybody did. But I'm like, I laugh at it because, you know, yeah, the yeah. jock type people will say, oh, but they dress like Jim Kelly. You know, or whoever Jim they're, Kelly. you know, or Thurman Thomas. I'm going to the Why old school naming guys. All like, you're naming Josh, all like 47 year old. Josh like, Allen or Josh I got a LeBron TV. And I don't care about the people that do that either. But yeah. like, don't make fun of other people that really do the same thing as you. Like, we know an awful lot about soccer players. Like Zach, your brother, like he can tell you what, like 
what club he was at and where he went and remember the thing and what time he went there mm-hmm. and yeah. and that that is that's a fandom like so you're a Manchester City fandom you know Zach's a Chelsea fandom I'm and we have our other ones too that aren't sports related so mm-hmm. so I went back a little bit just to research a little bit what fandom where it kind of came from there's some like really you know obscure ones that come from Asia and some other cultures but the earliest that I could find that tied directly in with our culture was England that when Sherlock Holmes was a big deal back at you know in 1880s 1890s that um there were people that would get together in london and they would you know read the books together and they would like a book um, club they they actually you know they wrote their own fan fiction in the in so that was kind of that's kind of on record one of the first examples of fandom and then obviously the next big one which we all know was star trek um and this is my first fandom and to this day probably still my biggest um it, obviously, you know everybody knows there were Trekkies or Trekkers. They all have they fight over what you should call them, and and they literally were the write-in campaign saved the show in after the first two seasons when it was canceled by NBC. Like, mm-hmm. and then with a writing campaign, they were able to get it for a third season, and so that was obviously they were the first real conventions. Uh, I actually went to a Star Trek convention in the 70s at the old Niagara Falls Convention Center when I was probably 1973, 1974. I was a little kid. I went with some friends. Mm-hmm. I think grandma, my, grandma, pop or something like that took me. I don't remember who I went with. But, I mean, that was, and that's where kind of a lot of this started. So, um, so I'll start. I, I'll start with the fact that I'm a big, I've always been a big Star Trek fan. And, um, and again, I, from the original series, I can probably name, I'd say out of the 70-something episodes, I think there's 78 episodes, mm-hmm. I think I could probably name the, I would say without a question, give me a picture from the episode, I could probably name 77 of them without getting the name wrong. Unless you just show me a picture of the Enterprise because that was stock footage. You'd have to show me a scene with actors in it, yeah, yeah. and I could probably narrow it down, and I would say almost all of them I could probably do. Mm-hmm. But I grew up watching it. It was yeah. like, you know, it was like the, 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 you know, like in in reruns on TV every day. And my brothers both watched it. And my friends, we all watched it. We all kind mm-hmm. of, we all just loved Star Trek. We loved the characters. We loved the camaraderie of the characters. Yeah. Um, I was always uh, liked, you know, the Captain Kirk mantra like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, fight for what you believe in. Um, I have moments that for me that were key to that fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've I've watched like a couple of the the shows, some of the more recent ones that have come out, uh, like the last couple of years, which I, I I watched a bit of those. I, basically, all through you, I've never like I don't think I've ever watched. You wouldn't Star just Trek on my yeah, own. you wouldn't just launch it on your own. You would like I would watch a uh, like Deep Space Nine on my own. That'd be like the only thing that I'd like probably watch because so, that's my because that's your favorite show, right. and I actually really really like Deep Space so Nine. So let me talk about why, uh, Deep and I don't Space, mind. Yeah. Uh, Picard's yeah. one as well. Which okay, well, let me talk a little bit about the series. So obviously there was the original series and there was Next Generation, and I like Next Generation, but mm. Next Generation is very 80s to me at this point. I watch it. Yeah. I struggle with it. Some of it's too old it's for me. Too, it's, it's not the same reason why a lot of people don't like watching the original series because mm-hmm. it's so campy or whatever. Yeah. I even struggle with that a little bit with Next Generation. Next Generation's spinoff was Deep Space Nine. After that was Voyager. Then there was Enterprise, uh, which was not a bad show, but it kind of... It was kind of at a point where we kind of had been truck overload. Yeah. And it was on a terrible network that collapsed. It was the Paramount Network that didn't last. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was the only real show on the network. So when the network collapsed, 
the show and it wasn't even on a lot of channels so that show collapsed after just four seasons mm -hmm. then there was a huge break obviously there were movies there was the 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 JJ verse which JJ you know verse. which I don't dislike and then obviously recently they did discovery three seasons of discovery which I really enjoy I'd rather have new track like star trek and the Picard show even if it's not I have issues with it cuz if you're really into the fandom, they really struggle with some of the liberties that they take. And, you know, so that's why some Star Trek fans actually make their own Star Trek shows. They literally build sets and they, you know, they're really, those are, that's the true fans. And they've, they're casting Captain Kirk and they got uh, James Doohan's son to play Scotty on the show. Mm -hmm. And they like, they really go to town with it. And I've tried to watch Star Trek Continues and some of the fan based stuff that's on the internet and um, it's not bad. It's, and I, I applaud them for their efforts. They're yeah. not making any, really any money doing it. And um, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. But for me, outside of the next, uh, the original series, to me, it's deep space nine. Um, and I'll just go into a couple things on it. And I love deep space nine. I think it's the best of all the series. It starts it's also the most different of all the series. It's so. the most it's it's the it's the evil stepbrother of Star Trek. We call it <laughs> because it really was not next generation. And it was they were on a space station. They didn't really have a ship. Uh, mm -hmm. The captain wasn't the captain right away. Um, but it was he was the first real strong African-American lead. Um, and what was really important in Avery Brooks, who played the character, Captain Cisco, Commander Cisco, who became Captain Cisco, loved about the role was that he was a single father of a black child son mm -hmm. and he felt that that was the more the able to tell the story of a black man raising his son in these tough circumstances was really what attracted him to the character mm -hmm. and i remember watching the but show also being a man of like a lot of responsibility yes. and like with a lot of weight on the shoulder of like protecting this entire like base and Yes, and 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 ultimately the the unit like the whole federation, the galaxy, mm -hmm. because he has to ultimately, lead. Yeah. He ultimately has to lead it through at, at at personal sacrifice. And I really liked about it. But in the early seasons, you know, uh, when I first started, when I first watched it, I was just a son. I wasn't a father yet. I mean, it was before I was married. And I remember watching the show and looking at Cisco as a role model. Say my as a grandpa, but in terms of characters, mm -hmm. I really respected. Avery Brooks as a father type figure. And then once I had, you know, children, I fight, I enjoyed watching it from the father perspective, thinking about how, you know, his relationship with his son relationship with his father on the show. Mm -hmm. And then all the characters are just great. I mean, they have, they brought commander Warfin, who's one of my favorite characters, another great back actor played by Michael Dorn. And probably the most human character on the whole show isn't even a human. It's for, it's the Ferengi barkeeper named Quark. And I and and I think why Deep Space Nine works and why it's so good after the first couple of years is that they wanted to tell vision. They they had a vision for storytelling where the episode wasn't a standalone episode. It was every episode tied into the next episode. And when you get to the last three four seasons, it's basically just one big long story. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't even call them part one and part two after a while. They just went yeah. the story. You know, and and. It continues. They would do the the wrap, you know, the the wrap up, not the wrap up, the replay, and then they would go right into the next episode. Yeah. And they had a war with real loss, and they tackled 
um, PST, BST, they cackled the first lesbian. PTSD. PTSD, the mm-hmm. first lesbian kiss, kiss on television. Um, lots of things that really were, I think, were just groundbreaking. And and I still watch the yeah. show, and I still find it tremendous. No, yeah, that's the one I enjoyed the most out of everything that you've shown. So. Yeah. What's, what's one you want to bring up? Uh, I'll go right to my, like, original one, which is Star Wars. Uh, you obviously introduced me to Star Wars. At, what age did you introduce me to Star Wars? At, oh, I don't know. You were five. I was very you, you young. You were four, maybe. I was four, probably five, th- four. You might have been three or four because I'm going to actually say this, but you remember, actually, Mom introduced you to Star Wars. Mom introduced okay, me to Star so Wars. Okay, so here's the story. I was, at the beginning, when you really remember, I used to work a lot at the school at night. Uh, yeah. And I one night, I come home, and... Mom didn't know what to put in the VCR, <laughs> literally VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. And she put in episode four into a VHS yeah. to have you watch Star Wars. So mom launched you on fandom, technically. Oh, no, uh, great. But that's, I walked home. I walked into the house. You guys were in bed. And there was that, that big square coffee table we used to have. And mm-hmm. the cassette sleeve for the VHS was empty on the table. And I was like, what did you do? She's like... Oh, I hadn't watched Star Wars. And I'm like, do you know what you just started? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I go, tomorrow, everything in the house, every stick in the house is going to be a lightsaber. And swear to God, the next day, you and your brother had like sticks and you want to go. And then you met your best friend and he was a Star Wars fan. And mm-hmm. I think you guys became best friends because you both like Star Wars. And Probably. You know, I mean, but I mean, it, and then, you know, but yeah, my, the action figures. That, whatever and, reason that became a... Yeah. Uh, an obsession, probably just because it was the coolest. Like when you're a four or five year old and you get introduced to like the original series, like or the original trilogy. Uh, because obviously that's all we all, I, all we had when I was younger was uh the original series and to, uh, or not the original series, the original trilogy. And because uh, I because I was so young, so I didn't know that there was like even though like I was born like the same year that uh episode one tub came. Yeah, out. you were, you were born. But you didn't tell me until like I think you'll like you didn't tell me basically that uh because I was young and I don't know what the hell's going on when I'm like you're like four or five years old just walking around that there was I think one episode one and two were already out. Episode one and was... two were out and if I remember And then correctly, you told me before six. Or yes. not before four before three. Right. And what I think what we did was if I remember correctly by then you had seen four, five, and six multiple, you know, bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Probably dozens. And yeah. then we said, then we showed you one, episodes one and two. Yeah. I think by then there was like you know DVD versions or whatever they were, mm-hmm. and then we kind of prepped you for episode three. Uh yeah, basically. And then there's also some other stuff that I remember. Like I remember, like those weird, stupid, like extra Ewok, like like weird Ewok movies that we had. Oh yeah, for right, some reason. Right. They were then terrible. there was also they were they were horrible. They're from like the eighties or nineties, one of the two. Then there was like uh, the early Clone Wars animated show, which was basically just like commercials for like toys that for they toys were releasing. Right, but they right, were like, right. but it was like a like really really short episodes, like four to five minutes each, and then right. they would just like be like, and then they just put it all together, and they'd be like a half hour an hour long. Right, right. And, uh, and so I just remember stuff like that and growing up, and then obviously like. I just I think over the course of my childhood, I just watched it like dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Then eventually, the new series came out. Uh, but and the, but the more recent stuff that I've been into was like uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which I love, and I think it's one of the greatest cartoons of all time. And it actually, holds up to some of it. Holds, some of it holds up as some of the best. And Star I Wars think to this I day. was apprehensive to watch that, and mm-hmm. then I didn't realize why you thought it was so good. And then you exposed it to me, and I'm like, and then you realize, th- and then you came home the other night, and what was I watching? I was watching the seventh season just oh, yeah. on my own 
And then, of course, everybody, you know, you and your brother both sat down. All of a sudden, we're watching it together again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's another part of fandom we didn't even bring up. I think having a fandom that you do, whether it's sports or whatever it might yeah. be, with your family is kind of like, well, my dad loved this. Or, you know, like, it's something we used to do yeah, together. Yeah. And I think there's definitely... That type so of although stuff. you like you probably were like the initial Star Wars fan, I'm probably a bigger Star Wars fan than you are now. Definitely. Uh, although I was, uh, I checked out for a couple of years after Episode uh, Eight came out because uh, was, I don't know. Because again, I'm a I'm a purist of the. You're genre. not a. I'm you're, an original. You're not series. a big fan of. I'm an original. Seven, eight, or nine. I'm an original. I'm not a big fan of the new trilogy at all. And uh, like you said, Kissing said, even though that I grew up during the period of. Uh, I don't know, the prequels. And there's a lot of, like, prequel era, like, people that like, seem to have grown up on the prequel era that, like, watched the prequel era before they even watched, like, the original trilogy. Like, I know a lot of uh, people that right. are like that. And that's a lot of people my age. Um, so there's, like, a really good appreciation for it. And I grew from initially, like, disliking the prequels quite a bit to um, to liking them quite a bit after, well, basically, honestly, after. Well, not, uh, some, after not so much episode two. Uh, I still I still dislike heavily episode two, but right. but I actually like really have come to appreciate episode one for it's a very imperfect film, but I've come to appreciate it. And episode three is really good to this day. And then obviously a lot of and I, but but I also just love the era of the prequels is very interesting to me. I, agree. I think I think the prequel is the most I, like I, I interesting that, era going on because it's it's the end of like it's right. like being around for like the end of the Roman Empire. You're you know it's you're definitely like, right, and I'm glad you brought that up because visually George Lucas makes a decision. First of all, he had the CGI ability to do it. He couldn't have built those worlds in the 19 in 1977, 1980, 1983 to build that universe visually that, and you got to remember most of us that have watched the movies in recent years, Mm -hmm. you're seeing the enhanced versions with the 37 different changes he made to Mm -hmm. them. And we need five more Ewoks and four more Bances and all this other crazy exactly. stuff. But if you go back to the original one, a lot of that stuff's not there. Yeah. But then he had the money and, more importantly, the technology. Mm-hmm. So and again, I don't think I, it was— I, I think, but it's yeah. important. He, he purposely wanted the look of the prequels to not look anything like 4, 5, or 6. Exactly. They, like, if we're going to do a different era, we're going to try something new. We're still going to be able to see Three, four, and five some is of like the, the Dark Ages like, or the Old West. I mean, they're not... They're not well, it's... Uh, what also, like, like people know, don't realize that, like, they're set in, like, super different areas. Like, basically the entirety right. of... And this is obviously, like, gone around with, like, how they've made changes to the canon over the years, but... Obviously, they couldn't do that much in right. like, and for what they were able to do back in the the seventies and eighties, like they did an amazing job with like setting the well, planets that e- they had, which was which is which is actual yeah. random human terrain, right. and then with the interior sets that they were able to create. But basically, basically all of the original series, or not? The, why do I keep saying? You, I, we were talking about Star Trek, so right, now right, I just right. keep saying original series. Uh, the original trilogy takes place in what is known as like, and again, this is gonna go into. My, I'm basically an encyclopedia of like random Star Wars knowledge. I don't know why. I just seem to always pick up on it, and right. it's stuff that just doesn't fade. Right. But I just know quite a bit. So, like, basically the entire original series, uh, original trilogy, takes place— Oh, my God, I'm so dumb with this thing. Well, this is the oh, fan. The entire thing. original series takes place in um, the the, the uh, Outer Rim, which is, like, the right. less developed, sparsely populated— so places like Tatooine, right. like Hawk. It's, it's, like, like, it's, like, it's the frontier. Again, because again, the Empire right. is more settled right. in the middle. And, like, and obviously when we get to, this, like, the prequels, most of the— stuff is set in uh like when we see Coruscant and Naboo right. 
and like places like that, which are like super like sleek and don't look dirty and, right. and, and which too is, grimy. Which, which basically most of the Star Wars galaxy has a very like industrial, right. uh, like lived in feel, which is what I think one of the reasons why people like are t- so attached to it. But when you get to Coruscant and at least in the movies, because at least in the movies, because Coruscant you barely don't get to go see like the the grimier parts of Coruscant right. that much, which there are. And when you look into Coruscant by... My thing about Star Wars that I think I find the most interesting is that, like, basically everything you can possibly think of, like, every character for some reason has a backstory and, like, a random story or, like, there's a fan of that character or, like, every planet you can go super in-depth in and find a storyline right. or, like, Coruscant. Well, there's, like, there's, like, just the amount of content in so Coruscant with, alone fandom, is probably deeper than most right. other fandoms be- be- ever. Because of fandom, there's so much in the way of books... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and whether they're canon or yeah. not, and then there was the what was the old canon that they got rid of? Uh, the, I forget what this what's called the old universe. Yeah, but that they, was comics, and I know quite a bit about that right. as well. But it's not my and again, I don't, I don't care. Right. I'm not one of those people that no, like cares that they canceled that universe right. when Disney bought it. But at least that universe had a, and that universe sucked. Don't get me wrong, because that that universe ended up having right. like the Yuzan Vong, which are like this long ass like series of books where like of extra galactic aliens. Well, it's kind of funny like, when it like killed trillions of people, and to, it was like yeah, to parallel too much, the two but. fandoms is kind of funny because when you watch the original series, Captain Kirk and the Enterprise, they're on a five year mission to explore, change the worlds, blah blah blah. They're not in the middle of the populated. A, like Earth Federation, like no. they're 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 in the part of the universe, and they're going to planets that have never met Captain Kirk or met or met anyone from the Federation. Yeah. And that's the same. But thing when with they the, go to, when yeah. they went back and they did Next Generation, now it's supposed to be like seventy, eighty years, hundred years later, whatever it's supposed to be. And the universe is a little bit more established. So yeah. Captain Kirk, at like cowboy diplomacy, which they call it in Star Trek, is not really accepted anymore. And that's why the 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 difference between Picard and Picard's this like diplomat mm-hmm. where Kirk's gonna just shoot you with a phaser. You know, like it's a different it's a they they and it's almost in a some way yeah. uh similar with the you know, with the comparing the first, you know, the first trilogy and then, you know, the the yeah. the, the, the prequel trilogy. And then obviously and then we get to the I don't want to get into the prequel. We're, we're gonna talk about the sequel trilogy at some point anyway, but the sequel trilogy very much disappointed me because when you think about like, here's the best way that I love to think about it in like again, I'll 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 I'll, I'll uh, I'll out out argue anyone on the sequel trilogy. I guarantee you I'll win that argument. Um, when you think of like the original trilogy, you think of like you have a style of like what's of like what that is, like a westerny, right? Like like really like lived in sci fi, um, with like the Falcons like a piece of shit, but you love it. Um, right. The Tatooine is like super lived in. Even the Death Star is like right. super like. Uh, like it's it doesn't look it doesn't look clean like it looks just like it looks like a lived in space station to an extent right right and then you even get to that they're just like those weird old temples at the end on Yavin that they was like just obviously like changed into like military base so they'd retrofitted into like right. their hideout and Hoth and all these different like planets that are just like so out of like the way and uh, so it's 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 like it's like you feel oppressed that you're the, you're in the minority against like this mounting force and you're fighting against the empire then you get to the prequels and it's the opposite where like you live in this like better established galaxy with that still is on like its last legs of democracy despite the fact that it's like so inefficient and and the and you, and you learned like how much like so much more about the galaxy in the prequels as well because you're on so many more planets than you are in the uh, original trilogy, original right. trilogy. Um, so even though the even though the characters probably aren't as good, like some of the characters still come across as super interesting. Like you get to know Yoda in depth more, you get more Obi Wan, 
Uh, you get like the story of Anakin, although like I don't think it's the most well executed thing ever. It's super like, like there. It's really like it's like in my opinion, the prequel era is still the most interesting era of Star Wars. And like when you even it just it, maybe wasn't executed. It as wasn't well executed as it perfectly, been. but also like you get really cool planets in the right. era. You get really cool characters that everyone like, that's even that everyone loves, despite the fact that they're well. Not, and then like, obviously Clone Wars and some things. Clones. The Clone Wars series it brings a lot of characters yeah. in. And then I got to give Dave Filoni and that whole yeah. crew credit because now they're taking what they're doing with Mandalorian and all the upcoming series. But I also like, like yeah, but real quick, I, yeah. I also like, but no, because we don't want to get trapped. We want to get, we're talking about many fandoms. Yeah. You can't get trapped into just one. I just want to talk about the sequel a little bit. And but, then, well, then we'll, quickly because yeah, we have other do, fandoms I, I yeah, want to talk do. about. Yeah, I know so. what you mean. Uh, but yeah, the, the, my problem with the sequel trilogy in, in, in and of itself is first off, there's no plan, uh, which I just find disrespectful to, my, to the fan base. They feel secondly, like they could do whatever they wanted and not appease the fans. Yeah, and secondly, it's boring. It's not a good series. They didn't. They have. They have, There's no world building going on. It's. It's quite clearly the least entertaining. The least. The least fleshed out. Like era. Because again, like you would like, and they don't give us any insight. Like we want to know what happened. Like and now that we've seen the prequel, and now that we've seen the. Now that we've seen like the original trilogy, we want to know like okay, so there was this democracy, and then it collapsed, and then they were able to destroy what the the evil that replaced it, and then they just give us no insight into what has happened besides the little vague pieces of like tidbits here and there, right. and then the, it is basically just like here's a kind of new, like this here's a kind of here's a newer X wing, and here's a newer. Uh, Death Star. It's just like let's just update all the all the well, old shit and, and from the original like, trilogy. And like, like here's a new stormtrooper costume. Well, it's like what, you realize that nothing changed. It's like the same time period between like the like the prequels right. and the originals. And, and there's like, a lot there's of a years in change. between. And when I and I and, and I, that was despite the fact well, that the galaxy with, was being oppressed. They, so you would have thought that in like a free galaxy that there would have been a lot more different. Well, Star shit. Trek and Star Wars made I both think made this decision that J.J. Abrams was this guy that could fix everything. For those to those, and so they first, you know, obviously JJ does Star Trek, and I like the Star Trek Chris Pine movie. I think it's good. Yeah, but um, a lot enjoyable. of people don't. It it did a nice job because what it does is it said this is a this is a. They literally, have Leonard Nimoy say it to you. Yes, Leonard Nimoy says in the movie, "This is a different universe." To so say doesn't say that he says Basically. whoever we were, or what we would have become, is now different. He says in the film, and and Nimoy. Like was a big part of why that yeah. I think that film works is that they this is a different parallel parallel universe or whatever you want to call it, parallel yeah. universe and that's that's why they call it the JJ verse so that's fine uh, but then the second movie JJ's not kind of involved so they just do a reboot of, of Wrath of Khan instead of just like just give me new I don't need to see yeah. ben, you know Benedict Cumberpatch is is Khan. I don't need that. Yeah. Just give me new stories. I don't need rehashing of old stories. But then I feel like he did the same thing because really storylines for storyline, a lot of ways, yeah. you know, I think uh, the, the best Force movie Awakens the, yeah. is just a ripoff of episode four. Yeah, the, here's the thing. The best, th the best of the three movies is The Force Awakens. And I still enjoy The Force Awakens yeah. in isolation. Right. But looking back at it and, like, knowing what was to come, you s like, he set up all the pitfalls that were to follow in that movie. He, like, he laid the traps with that movie. He's with this started off. With, first off, that movie is, like, good in, like, isolation, and you like the characters to an extent. And obviously, some of the like Han Solo is pretty good in it. Chewbacca's right. good. Uh, you get to see the Falcon again. Ray and Finn are probably the most enjoyable in that movie than they are in like any of them. 
Kylo Ren's actually probably the least enjoyable in that one out of all of them, but right. But but then again, you just have another Death Star. You don't get any insight into like what the universe is like now. They're just uh, new bad guys. It's basically here's a guy, again. It's a new the guy with a mask. Kind of new, right? It's yeah, like they're yeah, not. Yeah, right. It just. It's like yeah, and I think that it was like a reboot, yeah. and 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 a lot of it. A lot of it doesn't make any sense, yeah. and that's why some people I enjoy so the film. Like a, yeah, but it's it's not doesn't do anything for me as for my fandom. But then there are new things. Although in except the seeing the Millennium Falcon again. Yeah, exactly. Like to me, that's the best moment. There was not in the whole much film. new going on in that right. movie. You know, R two D two is asleep for the whole movie like i mean <laughs> we what? find luke right at the end you know, and then luke we never the and then obviously what they do to luke i think is criminal personally well, and i think but, he uh, would agree i think mark hamill would mark agree, hamill with, agrees you, with us so. so we're on the uh, then again but then I, so again i fell off of star wars for a couple of years just but then they so how did they get you back into the fandom obviously. um they got me back with a couple things. First of all, Rogue One. First, first of all, yeah, I was going to bring Rogue, up Rogue One's One. Good. I love Rogue One. Rogue One has its role in the universe. I don't. I think there's a couple imperfections of that movie, but what's it has the its most role important scene? Well. What's the most important scene? Uh, the Darth Vader scene. The Darth Vader scene, it's without a doubt, scene, but it's funny. It, no, it's the most important because we finally like, oh shit, Darth Vader yeah, yeah. can kick your butt. Yeah. Like we we hear about. And there's, Darth and there's Vader, consequences but in that we movie ne- too. Everyone right, dies. Right. Like so well, it's like I'm it's, totally yeah. fine with it. It's like, the make it's and it it's, fits it's, well. Right, it's a if right. they wanted to do something and I would have rather have had like if Disney wanted to like like rely so much heavily on like prequel uh, not prequel, like uh original trilogy nostalgia, you should have right. just made movies like that. Right. Which like the, the the nostalgia in that movie works so much better in Rogue One than it does in Although it's a little gratuitous sometimes, uh, but the nostalgia in that movie I enjoy much more than I enjoy of like here's a guy that kind of looks like a stormtrooper, and here's a new X-wing, like that, or here's a new Tie Fighter. It's right. like that's real creative, uh, right? And I mean, the, so anyway, those... what brought me back was yeah. Mandalorian uh, specifically, and then also uh, the, they, they they and this was entirely an apology to the fans, but like, here's the last season of Clone Wars y'all wanted, and then, so now that has kind of brought me back in. I love the first two seasons of Mandalorian. Uh, the people I, running I, 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 the real. I super enjoyed the right. new, the last season of Clone Wars that they brought back. Right. Basically, as and an the apology. people involved that are running the fandom that really they're fans like us. Yeah, they're, they're movie mm-hmm. makers that love the show yeah. and understand. They're probably they know the yeah. universe. I, as I don't well think as John Favreau's the most like knowledgeable person ever, he, but he trusts people and he's he talks got to people, people that in are the room with like him. Dave Filoni. Right. Right. And the direct, the other directors there are like people that. that are fans of the genre, which right. like and are want really, and they've seen kind of, and I think to an extent they've kind of seen what the the last movies were, right. and they're like, okay, we gotta like again, like in my personal opinion, and that's I why be wrong. Ryan Johnson. I think we're not going to see we're not going to see anything with sequel era anytime soon. No, I think I think, and I think I think eventually because I don't think they'll get to it eventually, but I think they realize they got to take a break from that. Yeah. And really, to be honest, when you look at what they have coming out, that's just Filoni and the gang mm-hmm. are producing. I just want to see that stuff, whether it's yeah. Boba Fett or whatever. In my own personal they, opinion, they re- we're talking about Clone this Wars. Soon. Right. I'm pretty sure they're building up to a point, and it's going to be like ten years. I think the sequel era will be entirely wiped from well, canon. Let's. That's that, my we've talked opinion. about that, and I think I want to move on to some of the fans. Yeah, we can move on. I think, we're, we're I think that finish that point. Yeah, let's I move on. finish that point. Then so. you can move on to your next one. Uh, I think that 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 I don't think there's ever been something as deeply unpopular, especially with the diehards, right? As that movie. As those as that trilogy again, right. and even the biggest thing is they make no money. They don't make any toy money anymore. Well, no, because all the all they the, have a generation all the sequel era that rather, stuff doesn't. Because right, right. again, cause they're buying Marvel toys and they're buying other toys. They're not buying, again. They're not unopposed they're anymore. They're not buying your games. 
Um, and yeah, well, that's the thing. Even the like, prequel era stuff did super well, and that yeah, wasn't no, even the most popular thing it. when it was you out. You have all of it, you know. So like, you so you've done a really really bad right, job to the right. point where even like it, out of Star Wars, you still can't tell any toys to kids. Right. Like, well, because because the people don't watch it because of, like it's just not. And Mandalorian toys sell like crazy. Well, yeah. So, like, I'm, Baby Yoda was probably one so of the I biggest things. I think personally, time. over the course of five, six years, ten years, they're going to build up and be okay. like, that was a different universe. All right, let's move on to some other fandoms yeah. that you want to mention. I'm going to branch in. You can mention your next. I'm going to mention my next. This was a tough one because I went back to my youth and where it was the next big fandom and probably at the time even more than Star Wars because I'm a big Star Wars fan I'm just yeah. I'm not as into the fandom as as you are but the fandom that I was into was Indiana Jones the Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. I mean get, get out of here like to me Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones is just the perfect casting yeah one of the greatest heroes of all time um I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in the movie theater forty-five times. Mm-hmm. I, I I counted it at the time. Yeah. And back then, this was before they had VHS, so they or it, they wouldn't they wouldn't sell that. Yeah. The better movies on VHS. It was almost like no, we don't put those out. The better movies. They would they yeah. would re-release movies. So Indiana Jones would just keep coming back to like the Jerry Lewis Cinema in Niagara Falls on Military Road, and I it's where the OTB is now. And I would go there, and I like it like Saturday afternoon. Like my buddies would, I would walk over there for two dollars. We could see Indiana Jones get a buck of popcorn. And we would just watch Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark again, mm-hmm. and. And then, um, I mean, it was ridiculous how much I was into it. Every yeah. all my friends knew I was over the top Indiana Jones fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. Less, there's a lot less content it, than a lot of. There's other only four. There's um, well, you got the four movies. Obviously, they did have the you know they had the young Indiana Jones TV series, which wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It was something to watch. It was fun. It, the continuity didn't make any sense, <laughs> but I mean, nobody we didn't really yeah. care about that. When and it comes right down to it, obviously, really good. I mean, so. the, the first three are just tremendous, and I like the fourth one. It's not. I don't. Like I, it's Ford it's not too. it's not bad, but I rather again. I still think Harrison Ford's great in it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's, well, it's not that Harrison Ford is like two or three of the greatest like characters. Yeah. Ever. I mean, but because like, he would probably yeah. say like Han Solo and Harrison Ford are hard. Well, now, and I'm gonna, like the last thing I'm going to say about Indiana Jones is that I again it, it's it's you can tell that it's important to fandom is because the way it is represented in culture, you yeah. know, popular culture. We know who he is. And it's the only real cosplay I ever did was I had an Indiana Jones thing. So much to the fact that when I turned 16, my friends had all gone in together and they bought me a bullwhip. So I had an Indiana Jones bullwhip that they found in a catalog and they ordered yeah, yeah. it somehow because back then there was no online. So I don't know. I don't know where they bought this thing for me. All I know is that for my 16th birthday, my friends all bought like you, you know, you, you kind of think you're Indiana Jones. So you might as well get you a bullwhip. I mean, I, I never know how to use it or anything, but it was funny. Like I had the rest of the costume, mm-hmm. you know, and that was what my Halloween costume was that year. So, yeah. um, do you, want, do you want to throw one? What's your second one you want to mention? Uh, my second big one. I, well, I have a ton that I think uh, that I consider like to be part of. But, like, well, list a couple. I then. think Mar- I'll go with Marvel first because yep. Marvel, in like my opinion, to me, and, like, and I, the MCU specifically. I, like, there's some other some other Marvel stuff that's not like Disney, like MCU Marvel that I've enjoyed. Obviously, like the X Men, some of the older like Marvel stuff, like Spider Man. Uh, but like, I feel like the MCU specifically is going to be like. Star Wars, to me, like to your generation, seems like, okay, the thing that we got to show our kids when we're, when, yeah. when we have kids is Star Wars. Like, that's the thing we get to show them. And I get to show my kids, obviously, like the original trilogy and like certain stuff, but like, not, and less so like the, the, pre, the prequels, but even though I'll show them the prequels and like 
I'll show them the sequels you at some sh- point. Are but, you got to show them in order, though. But I got to show them in order. But, like, to me, the thing that I get to, like, introduce to my kids, and I know there's, like, a different, like, amount. You can't go four, there's five, six, one, two, three. There's a different amount. You got to no, go one, two, three, four, five, six. And you got to go yeah. one, two, three, uh, Rogue One, four, five, six. No, yeah, my kids will get it in the order that I saw it in. Because I'm going to, and this, I've told you this thing before, but I'll put it, say it on the podcast, was the funny thing about it is, is, like, I remember in 1980 watching Empire Strikes Back and, and Darth Vader saying, after Luke, you know, I'm your yeah. father. Now, and again, I grew up in a time when we didn't know if that was true or not. Oh, so yeah. literally, I leave the movie theater with my friends and, you know, WTF. And I'm like, so now, oh, wait, the next movie's not coming out for three years. And there's no internet. Yeah, there's yeah. no magazine. There's some magazines that talk about this stuff a little bit. But I mean, so I always date myself by saying I renew when I remember when. I didn't know that Darth Vader, like, that's how old I am. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you knew it probably before you even saw it happen. like the first movie time I saw it, and you're like, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah like. But, yeah, but either way, like, so I, I always felt, like, to, like, an older generation that, like, Star Wars was a thing that you, like, pass on to your, like, kids, and that was, like, your big, like, cultural event when you were, like, a child. Right. Where, like, mine, I feel like, and again, there's, like, a different well, Force amount of Awakens co- no, was no, no, a three-generational. No, I'm not talking about Star Wars. No, though. but Force, Force Awakens was a, was a three-generational film. Yeah, but I don't care. Because three, uh, like, people were there with their parents and their children. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. But, yeah, but either way, like, I, I'm trying to move off Star Wars. Okay. Uh, Marvel. Marvel's you, going to be there. Marvel's though. that for me. Yes. Marvel's, because like, the MCU's, in my opinion, the MCU has surpassed Star Wars as the biggest. Oh, for sure. As the biggest, like, uh probably fan base well at for this sure point, and the biggest like pop culture thing going on well um, i mean again, and it's still close and again games it's, the they, most popular keep, was yeah, you know exactly. was for a little while before avatar goes <laughs> it, it gets but it, it obviously outsold and obviously there's a lot more content that's like in right. the series than there ever was in star wars because again we have like 20 something movies now and a couple tv shows and if you want and if you want to count like the the dare like some yeah, of the Netflix daredevil shows. which is a tremendous well, it's not universe canon anymore I, but well, i don't not, care it's so like, damn like, good even i don't care what even universe it is. like shield isn't canon anymore right. but i don't think but but like there's so much that i have to show them but uh but to me this feels like this is the cultural like m- momentum of like my generation that i have to pass on to them and uh, honestly i i fully think that in whenever i have kids and like when i show them to me it might be like 10 years or something by this point like, uh, I still think the MCU is going to be going. So, like, I'm going to have to show, like, I'm going to have to show, like, my kids a universe that I think will have started um, when I was about 10 years old, 9 years old. If when they I, can I keep, was, In 2008, I was 9 years old. If they can find ways of and I have no, they're not, slowing not, down. Getting, not getting stuck in the formula, and I agree, they have to, they keep finding enough new characters mm-hmm. that they they you know they can reboot characters yeah not reboot but they can they can you know take iron man and bring in you know a different iron man they, they have precedence in the yeah. comics and because you got years and years and years of comics you have enough um parallel canon i guess would be the best word of it mm-hmm. that you can bring in a version of iron man you can bring in a different version exactly. of uh, that that is not insulting to the fan base who still like the comics or knew the comics, but it's it, you can put your new take on the yeah, story. So I'm gonna be absolutely like uh, so like that. That's my view of that. That that's like kind of the cultural like right. the biggest cultural thing that's happened over the last decade of my life is the MCU, and like so I like just and also like I'm not even that obsessed with like any of the characters in it. But it's just like I think every character is like the a universe high is level. amazing. It's just the universe in itself, and yes. not that like everything's this. Not that every movie's been this groundbreaking. Like, no. like, but in my opinion, and like most of them are just like above average. Like, uh, 
It's like watching. It's a above te- average. It's like watching a TV show. Every episode doesn't have to be the best exactly. episode you ever saw. But as long as you get three or four, every third or fourth episode, yeah. you get a really good one. And they one. keep this overall yeah. plot going while also like. And they also get like they, like they look at the amount of like really really good actors that they've gotten to like to play like right. comic characters like like a list like Oscar award winning actors but to like play these really what really they also good do well is they 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 don't they bring in other characters that maybe weren't such a big deal mm-hmm. and they become bigger characters and then they kind of have their moment I mean even like some of the characters that are in WandaVision are really good. Like that, they pulled this guy out of Ant Man. They pulled yeah, exactly. this girl out of Thor. They did this thing. They, you know, like, oh, it's so cool. Those yeah, characters. It would take me go, too you know, hard oh, to go it's down. Rambo's daughter. Like, so they can introduce the next character. Yeah. Well, they even, keep like, finding the, new ways to introduce most, the new characters. Yeah, and even the thing that I enjoy most, and remember, we're going to talk about this a little bit in a podcast that we have coming out in a couple weeks, which is about like the uh, the X Men franchise. Like, my favorite Marvel characters are X Men characters. Like, my favorite Marvel villain is Magneto. My favorite Marvel hero is. Is Wolverine and like the fact that this universe is like still become like the favorite of mine, and they didn't those even bring that in yet, and that's still coming in. Right. So like, and I feel like they're going to do it even better than like the original like movies did it, right? Because well, like one they, and two anyway. Because again, again, they've failed. Like they like my biggest thing is like they have they haven't failed once. No. Besides, no, there's no real besides stinkers. maybe like Inhumans, yeah, which like nobody like, watched yeah, right. anyway. Yeah, I mean, but like they haven't failed any movies. There's only, there's a couple movies that are not great. They're not. There's a but, couple. Like, that are a, a but bit almost like, everything. See, enjoyable. a lot of people like, for example, a lot of people don't like Iron Man three, but I liked Iron Man three, and here's the reason why: because it wasn't Iron Man. It was Tony Stark one. I always mm-hmm. said the movie should have been called Tony Stark. It should have been called Iron Man three because in many yeah. ways, is how does he? It, they change the picture. And basically, it was the first one where almost, it wasn't yeah. like, here's the bad guy. Let me find him and win. They changed it they made it much different this moment of man man like you know out of with you know he's he's kind of on his own he's he doesn't have his yeah. wealth also How most of the castings are most of the, yeah exactly you know most of the castings are just pretty perfect right like 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 who would you change it to like in some of these things like maybe like a person like maybe someone else could play like captain marvel but i don't even think she's that bad so she's okay but, i just don't think we're going to see a lot of her for a lot of years because she not that the movies did bad or anything. No, it made a billion dollars. I, I, it, it did well, and every I don't I don't think that's the problem. I think that to be honest, there are so many other characters. I think that they kind of they also the universe, the people that run it, they clearly know which ones run us. They I think they're they're well, looking think at social media. So quick, so. They're they're watching their rating. They they know they're 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 astute. They love their genre first of all, but more importantly, they seem to know how to read the fandom like they yeah. put things in they there. know what people want they know exactly. what people want and they but they they give it to you kind of but they say yeah but you might like this too like mm-hmm. i'm gonna add a little salt to it and you might like it more if if i do this and also they're they can uh, they the biggest thing now that they can do and they're at a point because they're 10 years in right. and they can introduce whatever character they want and people will watch it well i mean yeah like I mean, they're gonna like well, like for instance like you couldn't have brought like in they're gonna introduce chang chi yeah and 10 Chang-Chi years ago is gonna bring it, like, it, I, and yeah. like i know a lot about marvel and i know nothing about chang chi um they're gonna introduce him and that movie's probably gonna make a billion dollars because of overseas right um then they're gonna introduce like in like uh what's it called Right. The Eternals, which right. are like very, very like obscure characters, right. and like that movie is going to make north of seven or seven hundred million dollars, probably. Right. So like, obviously, as long as the theaters are open. Obviously, but I, I put I put I put Marvel in my big fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I clearly love it. I it's not my number one, yeah. 
But I definitely think that a lot of us really enjoy that universe, and there's a huge mm-hmm. fandom. And it's got that weird, nice, casual fandom, too. Like, you don't have to necessarily be yeah. over the top. You don't have to know the backstory. You don't have to read the comics. But you can still really enjoy the universe and like where it takes you because yeah. you appreciate the storytelling process. And I, you know, so... Uh, there's a couple other things yeah. that I'm, like, super into. Like, um, not as much anymore because there's really not any content with it. But uh, I very, very, very much enjoy... Uh, like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. I, I've watched Game of Thrones through three times. Um, I, I've only watched the last season once or twice, but uh, like I, the original, like when I, because I, again, I watched it between season seven and eight for the first time, so I just got to see like basically the vast majority of the show without mm-hmm. having to wait. And uh, I'm like, I love it. I feel like it's one of the greatest television series ever. I don't think it ended well, but I don't think that anyone would have liked how the way there, it ended. It was never. There was never. Have there was no ending that would have satisfied us all. And also, they became victims of their own success because the show became too popular. And they and, couldn't get the yeah they couldn't, and they make couldn't a even commitment. get the actors to well, like. Well, at some point we've talked about we want to do an episode about fan like, casting. They, they, I'm sure they didn't want to like right. like like reduce the size of the series from ten episodes. That, that to was six. the only the way you were going to get all those on. actors together, and they probably contractually that's all they could do. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize. I mean, we're I think we're pretty educated on not just the shows themselves. We kind of understand the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So people, that's why we joke about the fan casting and all this other silly stuff. Like, oh, I'm going to make my own yeah. series. Well, yeah, well, good luck with that because, you, I'm gonna make you know, yeah, like, yeah. first of all, it doesn't count because you want some crazy, silly Hollywood happy ending, which was never going to be what Game of Thrones mm-hmm. was about. And, and I think that, again, find a, there's not too many bad series on HBO. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Oh, even, here's the, I, I will say that that's, that's what I was going to go into is like, I'm also just kind of consider myself like an HBO like fan. Yeah. Which just sounds dumb because it's like, it's how great was it? But I haven't seen a single bad thing right. on HBO. Like how I, great like, was it? I got to throw this in since you brought yeah. this up. Cause obviously we love Westworld, which is when I introduced you to. Yeah. And, and I said, if you like game of Thrones, you're going to like this. It was like game of Thrones. Westworld, and when they do Barry. the, when they establish that game of Thrones and Westworld are in the same universe in that one. What? Yeah. Cause remember they're going through and they I don't go, think they ever do that. They do because there's the one scene where the two creators of game of Thrones are in there and they're working on a robotic version of the dragon. Oh, but that they're just talking about that's like the, the fantasy. They put like, Game of Thrones in the Westworld universe. Those no, they are, just have like a they just have a medieval like it's def like, it's the same thing. dragon. It's, just, it's yes, it's the same dragon, yes. but it's not like the, that is totally it's a like, nice. It's a nice like uh like uh, it's, just it joke. It makes the fans joke. happy, and yeah. you know what? And it's, I'm going to decide that they're but the I same. I haven't seen that. There's, there's, there's Game of Thrones. There's Westworld. Yes. There's Barry. Uh, well, going back to Goodfellas, I mean, to, a, to Sopranos. Sopranos. I mean, there's, there's a lot of series like that... Rome right, from that couple of years right. ago. I mean, there's uh, the Chernobyl. Chernobyl is probably the best I'm probably missing episodes. one or two. There's but. tons. I mean, there's so many that they've, they've come and gone. Yeah. Um, Chernobyl is like, like only five episodes. Like, this is like, why is this the best TV ever? And they did it in like five episodes. And it's just so... And even though it's an historical yeah. event and you kind of know what's going to happen, yeah. it's still incredibly then well done. Then there's a couple other things that I'm super know? into. Um like after the last Airbender, I my my favorite cartoon of all time, yeah. and I just I and I know love you love Percy Jackson. Uh, yeah, I love Percy Jackson as well. I hate the movies, but the book series. Um, I actually haven't re- read the third series yet because uh, there's like a newer series that the guy right. started writing. But I've read the I've I've been listening to the series back on Audible right now, right. and uh, I'm I'm just about to start the the like the sequel series, which is called the Gods of Olympian, which is right. when they bring in like the there's like the Greek side, and then there's also like the the Roman side, where like there there's like a the entire basis of Percy Jackson's like just a camp, and that's where like kind of like half bloods, where like one of their parents is a human, and one of their parents right. is a god. Um, 
go and then they're safe from like kind of like the monsters that are hunting them and stuff but then there's on the other side of the country that one's in long island then on the other side of the country and throughout the entire time that we've been with all these uh greek uh heroes um throughout the entire original like book series there's also been a roman camp that's like that does roman mythology and like the the, the go the gods are kind of the same people but they're also kind of different where they have like multiple personalities where like sometimes they're like zeus but then other times they're like uh the roman counterpart jupiter the jupiter yes exactly and uh so that and then the the sequel series brings the some of the roman uh, heroes with some of the Greek right. heroes, and then they actually end up having to go to like Europe and stuff. Well, and the problem with the, with the two series you just mentioned was just butchered by terribly planned movies. Exactly. And now I now like we for know instance, that the main villain. We of know that both are well. They did they did bring back another Avatar series. Um, they're doing know, a live action one on doing a live on action Netflix, one supposedly. which I think I think it's Netflix. And which, they are which supposed I think to they, read, they and kicked they out the original. Percy, yeah, they are supposed to do Percy Jackson. Again, so. uh, yes, and that doing that as a series, which Percy Jackson always said about a series, but I've said for like a while now that they that Rick Riordan, I think that's how you pronounce yep. the author's name, um, wants like the similar money like that they put into like WandaVision and Mandalorian in that series, which they should do. Because when I tell people, again, the books are a little bit like kitty because again, they're written for like they're written right. for younger, they're, they're written for, for like 12 for, yeah, to 15 right. year olds, yeah. Um, so they're a little like again, they could but make there's a, tremendous potential in that series, but they could there's tremendous potential. Like when I'm telling you that that show could be like the perfect crossover between like stranger things and like harry potter where like you're watching like these because again you have like you have the thing with like harry potter and like stranger things where um where it's literally um i'm trying to think of the best way to describe it where you literally get to watch like your characters grow up right Especially if they do it with the, like Disney Plus, and they make it, and they just make right, it so right, every right. year we get those like it's a yearly, yearly, yearly right. thing. And again, they c- could do it for ten years. They have ten books. They could they have like three. They have three like five books. Well, series. similar be like done. they do with Harry Potter, you know. Where so they... you can watch, and not to mention like, and I, I would slightly age it up, especially because like I don't know how popular the books are nowadays, but uh, at least when I was like younger, when I was in like when I was ten to like fourteen, like they were very popular with among people my age. Right. So. But okay. imagine like so, so so age it up a bit so like you don't have to make it as right. like kitty as back then so make it like those if you make it like a Stranger Things level of of like seriousness with it which Stranger Things is like kind of kind of kitty at points but it's like it's pretty dark sometimes but Stranger and Things pretty... is a great again because that's mm-hmm. another generational thing where you watch it yeah but I'm watching it and I'm like yeah I know all these people I know the situations yeah. the ep- all those scenes that take place in the mall because that's such a throwback to the eighties and we could talk about Stranger like, Things. Like I don't even for think Disney realized how obsessive that you could yeah. make a fan base for that show. Be. Right. If they when you bring in right. like new people who've never right. seen it before with all the older people right. as well that grew up on the books. Yeah. Like it'll be and like I said, I'm pretty sure if that you do it right. If and you again, do it right and you you kind of make one, sure you do one book a season and right. the books are and short not trying too. to throw a bunch of things together that in the series that didn't really line up. So together. if you have like eight episodes throughout these books, like that would be amazing. Let me go through. I want to go through a couple of mine. Obviously, a big one. One that we share is Doctor Who. Uh, yes, um, I mean, bit. like obviously, I started watching. There's Doctor certain Who. seasons and certain Doctors that we enjoy more. Yeah, but. like well, every the thing with Doctor Who is if you're truly into the fandom, it's who was your who's your Doctor, who was your first Doctor, and and obviously my first Doctor was John Pertwee and Tom Baker, and mine's Matt Smith. Yeah, and, and although I although I enjoy David Tennant's Doctor quite like heavily, I enjoy uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, in some ways, might be my favorite, but. Uh, but it, I love Smith so my because that's the first one I was introduced to. Right, like, right, and like that's why even though I go back and I watch some of the old Tom Baker stuff, from he was the fourth Doctor. And what I love about the Doctor Who fandom is, although it's impossible, 
to have 50-something years of continuity. of continuity. They try to have it as much as they can. So even when the, the characters, you know, the robots change a little bit, they find ways to take crappy sci-fi special effects from the yeah. 1950s, excuse me, 60s, 70s, and then update it to give it, well, this is why, and then they make it almost like it's supposed to look that way. Um, I mean, the evolution of the character is amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the actors they've had have all been pretty good. Obviously, I struggle with the newer series, um, be, not struggle with it in a bad way, struggle with it, like, because, you know, it's like, it's like what what's my flavor, favorite flavor of ice cream? Like, well, some days you want the David Tennant, some days you want the Matt Smith, but most, I just loved Capaldi. Because mm-hmm. Capaldi, to me, well, he was more we're roughly the, of the same, you grew up on. We're, we're kind of the same age, and his first Doctor was, he was the president of the John Pertwee Doctor Who fan club when he was a little kid. Like, <laughs> so he was, he was yeah, fandom. Yeah. Like, he is, he lived his life, decided to become an actor because when and he just was a kid, to r- 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 and then circle no, back. And... Well, that happened because he he tried he he was there was he was in the original talks to be the first doctor when they brought back Eccleston. the series. He was supposed to be Eccleston and and uh, several actors at, and then he just bided his time. And then when it finally came time, he got the he opportunity got to, play, to do it. Yeah. And obviously, I don't, I don't want to get into the newest Doctor or anything like that, but the fandom's just tremendous. I mean, you know, like, we all make jokes about... I, I base, and this was the one funny thing about Endgame that I didn't like. My only criticism is Endgame. They talked about time travel and not no Doctor Who reference. They mentioned, like, Back <laughs> to the Future and, and jokes like that. But to be honest, we joke about this, that we judge everything in time travel... Based that we Doctor know Who. based on Doctor Who, like that's the yeah, science of it. Like my, that's the true fandom for me. Like, well, no, but that's a fixed point in time. Like the assassination of John Kennedy, that's got to be a fixed point in time. Like, and people are like, "What <laughs> yeah, are you talking yeah, about?" Yeah. Like, that's the Doctor Who thing, you know. And we we joke about like the the that the, and obviously there's tons of things that yeah, they yeah. they had to figure out how to do, and you know, like there's it's and those are the things that we all talk about on like on the social media Doctor Who sites. You know, and obviously, then that always pisses me off because somebody says, like, if you're going to cast the doctors as an American, who would you cast? And I'm like, oh we God, wouldn't yeah. because the show's English. So I don't want an, I don't want a guy who sounds like me playing Doctor Who. I don't I, I want them to be British actors, even if they're not yeah scottish or whatever i want them to be british actors yeah then i have know? a couple lesser fandoms i think or fan bases that i consider myself part of that are like like i'm like pokemon when i was a kid used to, oh, i was yeah. obsessed with yep. so uh like that probably not as much anymore but like i still remember some way too much about it uh like halo is like a really big uh one like video yeah. game one for me uh, and they're doing a show with that now, which I'm happy to introduce you to, because I think like the the greater lore of Halo, which isn't as well known, is uh is really interesting and cool. I think it's really good sci-fi from the little bit you've told mm-hmm. me. I think the ships are really good. Uh, I can't wait to show you Last of Us when that comes out as yep. a show, like on HBO. Which again, I'm sure that'll be great because right. it's fucking HBO. Well, um, I mean, I go back to and I I've sold you on. I got you hooked yeah. on a little bit on the Expanse, mm-hmm. which is a show that started on Sci-Fi and then moved to Amazon. And I yeah. think I think Pound for Pound, it's the best Sci-Fi show pretty, since yeah. Star Trek came out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe even better than some of the Star Treks because it's an incredibly plausible future universe, a hundred years yeah. from now, 
what the solar system, they don't have a warp drive. They don't have like unexplicable technology. They try to set it up so that the technology that's there is plausible technology for 100 years from mm-hmm. now. Like when we watch Star Wars and we say a TIE fighter or an X-Wing does do what it does, it can't do that. Like yeah, exactly. it, it, you, you really, not with the way the ship looks, not the way the engines are designed. So I love that one battle I showed you in The Expanse. Like it's just great. It's mm-hmm. just great oh, the way yeah. the guy uses gravity. And I the, haven't finished The Expanse yet, but I love you it. You know, so, so I mean, Expanse is really good. And I'm going to throw in obviously Daredevil. I, Daredevil. of all. All those shows, I could watch Daredevil over and over and over and over and over again. I also love Narcos. Narcos is a good one. Oh, that's not, I like the show. I don't know if I call that fandom. No, I wouldn't say that. My other two big fandoms are going to go back to the 70s, and, and one show from the 70s, one from the 80s. The show that I probably have stuff from that I was that has you know that's been in my life that I you know like Columbo. I still Columbo, watch Columbo yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. I still think I know it's a silly, I, but I love the performances on the show. I still can watch Columbo on TV. I have like I I have a book about Columbo's family because he always talks about yeah. his brother in law and his sister and his wife. Um, and then the other one I really liked, obviously growing up, and they and you've watched you even watched it a little bit. And you've seen some good episodes of it. Not all good, but even you said the original Magnum PI is the original Magnum PI is, is a pretty good yeah. show. I mean, it's not every episode because no. again they added twenty six episodes a year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fandom of the the silliness of it, the camaraderie of the characters is what I always, I've always liked shows where the characters on the show, especially the heroes or whatever you want to call them, they they would do anything for each other. To me, like. I want to be part of that. I don't want to be much. I if I want people that are going to backstab, I can just go to work for that. Like I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I right. I mean, I want to. I like. Yeah, to, yeah. I, I like to see mean. like where it's not all like you know, especially on a show like that that I'm going to watch for six, seven mm-hmm. years. I, I don't want like that guy's a jerk. Why is he? Why yeah. is he friends with that? Guy? Otherwise, I'm just waiting for. There's a ton of like video game stuff that I think is like amazing and deserves to be th- fleshed out. Uh, that are like like so like Fallout I believe is like a really really cool um right like game series and like some of the background like info of like just how the world ends and like right. what like the the world that gets like shaped in like the waste of like the radioactive death of the of like just the planet uh, is amazing. There's a newer series called like a uh, Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn, which right. is like a really which I I which is like a was an amazing game. The sequel game comes out I believe later this year or early next year, and like that it's some of the greatest like. When it's like it's post-apocalyptic as well, right. but it's to the point where like it's so far removed from like when the Earth died, and it was it's like our generation of like our right. our like maybe a hundred years after like say like our where we are now in human history like the universe we we like die off and. Uh, so then we're like thousands of years in the future where we have like ruins, but the ruins are just like our normal cities and just like and like the destruction of like some of our final wars. But then, but it basically, it's now like just it's just pre um. Besides a couple of little extra things, right. uh, it's like prehistoric humans again, or like early like hunter gatherer, like Native right. American type uh, people that are now living in this world. And for whatever reason, there's like all these like big robotic like animals that are. And then we, as you go along, you see this. Um, you find out the story of like basically how the Earth ended like all those years ago, right. and, and that's like been why the why are all these like robotic the, yeah, animals? Th- there's around a ton of and, different things like you know like they did and, I, that and I believe fully that that'll be a the Apes TV yeah, show, exactly. and they've done it with a lot of other type, even the Battlestar Galactica reboots mm-hmm. in terms of how they get back there. And which, I fully believe cool that, that that game show yeah. will at some point be, not that game will some point be a series or right. a movie. Okay, because again, it's just way too like. Smart well, I want to wrap up with one last topic then with this. So, from a fandom standpoint. 
we all have like when we talked about things that you collect and stuff like that. If you have a, do you have a piece of something that's fandom that like is your favorite? Like that just the something you have, whether we're when you were a little kid or even now that's like just sitting up in your room someplace. That's like a piece of fandom, like merchandise or something that just that's like your thing that like rep, that's your favorite thing. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because again, I have like Funko Pops that I haven't bought really in a couple of years, but uh, I have like a big old collection of them that I when I was collecting. Uh, I have my vinyls because I, I, w- I would consider I'm like a really big music fan. We don't get that right. into that that much on this uh, show. We'll have to but do like, a music I l- episode. I love my vinyls. But so I mean, like, is there a piece of something from, is there a Marvel piece of fandom, a shirt or something? I don't, really have, I don't like, collect that much stuff. Like my, my Funkos were the closest thing I ever got to like collecting right. like actual like stuff based on like the properties I like. But uh, I wouldn't say there's anything like specifically. I, like if I had to like any of my, because I, I I I have a problem with collecting things. Like I just like to collect. You, stuff. you like to start so I have various like, little collections instead of having like five thousand of one thing. You well, have I have like three a, big collections now. Yeah. I have like I have way too many Funkos, even though I haven't bought any for myself in like over a year. Right. Uh, I have like soccer club scarves, which are like basically when you go to soccer games, you have like these scarves that you hold above your head and like right. basically you celebrate with. And uh, I just have like. Dozens of those, that and then you started vinyl. And then too. I have my my vinyl albums, which is kind of like the main. And no thing record that I'm player on. yet, ironically. No record player yet. But Keep them in the plastic. Matter, though, because I want a nice no, record right, player, right. and uh, you got to get the right one when you're ready for it. So, which is stupid because I could have probably bought like multiple record players with like well, the, it's amount, funny, like, <laughs> with so the it, amount of vinyls that I've bought. So I go because I have like thirty vinyls yeah. in like a year. So I, I I have a I have my weird stuff too, like. You have your little corner now. I have this corner in the basement where I get to put my stuff, and I have some of it at work, so I'll have to bring some of it home when I retire next year. Uh-huh. But, I mean, my I like anything TARDIS. I just, if you get me a, something with that's a TARDIS, a book, thing, I love yeah. the Doctor Who TARDIS stuff. Like, because, again, it's such a silly well, shit. You have a lot of Doctor Who stuff down there. You have, yeah. a, lot of, you have a lot of Star Trek stuff I, down a lot there. Of st- I have a lot of Star Trek stuff. And, Indiana and, Jones. And Indiana Jones things. And it's nothing like. A bit of Star Wars. Right, a little bit. It's not a lot of Star Wars stuff. But I have like a, a, I have a Columbo t-shirt. And I have like, you know, I have like the Magnum P.I. Funko Pop. And, mm-hmm. and I have like, and I, but really, like, you're probably right. Like, my, I really like that. Like, and I didn't really buy any of them. Most of them were gifts over the years. Yeah. Was the Star Trek, uh, you know, ship. Um, uh, Christmas ornaments that Hallmark came yeah. out with, and every year they'd be a new one. So I have that little collection, yeah. and, I, and they're not huge, but I mean, um, I just like to have those are the little things you know, you're down yeah. there and you look at them, and and it's funny because you have this vinyl collection, but I still have all my cassette tapes from when I was, oh, you yeah. know, throwing them into a Walkman, and then mm-hmm. buddy of mine gave me some like. Uh, Old, well, I old, fun- old yeah. PA system that has like a cassette player. Well, cassette in it. tapes. So are I'm, not I'm a big rocking thing now my cassette too. tapes in the garage when I'm out working. Well, in the artists garage. have started to sell cassette tapes now too, because because again, artists sell more vinyls now than they do CDs. Right. Because vinyls are like a collectible, like little thing that you. And have. it gives you a chance. What was great about vinyl it's, back in the day, yeah. before cassettes and eight tracks and even CDs ruined it, was the artwork on the album. Mm-hmm. And not only when you most of the time it was a better album, the album would open up and you would have multiple, you'd have more work, and yeah. then you'd have a lyric sheet or you'd have sleeves on the inside that held the vinyl to get that you put the record in. And yeah. to be honest, I can remember getting home from like you know a sticks, for example, sticks pieces of eight was the first vinyl I ever bought, mm-hmm. and I remember spending hours just looking at the artwork and reading the appreciation of 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 the artwork. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of a that's a lost art. Now it's kind of coming well, back. The bigger thing about because of the vinyl, vinyl having yeah. making well, its the return. big thing about vinyl for me is, especially in like the streaming era of music now, uh, you you come to feel very disconnected from the music in and of itself because it's not physical. Like you just click a button in the, on your on your smartphone yep. and 
and you just let and you don't have like a, anything physical. You don't need CDs. You don't need like a cassette right. player. You don't even need like a speaker for the most part. No. Most people just stick in like their headphones and stuff, yep. and then that's it. But like for me, I and again, I've gotten only gotten into music in the last like year or two, like pretty heavily. Uh, and my my taste is really weird now and like really like niche to an extent. And we, should, we definitely things. we definitely yeah. should do a, a music episode just about yep. like what you grew up listening to and like what you enjoy because you're not that big on music, I would say. No, I I, I my music tastes are all over the place. Like mm. this morning, I listened to, you know, when I was working this morning, I just put on, uh, like you know, on Apple Essentials, I just put in like Hollow Notes. Cause yeah. you know, like you know, and in their their mind, it's like you know, have, so you. I don't, yeah. I don't get wrapped up in one thing. I most of the time for me, music is collected is is tying me to a specific moment mm-hmm. in my life, or like Coldplay or Springsteen or whoever it might be. Like you know, like and the songs sometimes are evoking emotions and mom, moments in time yeah. for me, or philosophy. Sometimes just the and sometimes just why well, I just loved that dance beat. You yeah. know that. Well, you know, my like, like that. I was I like literally basically entered music through. Uh, like right. rap and hip hop, like are kind of like my. It's still probably my like main genre. Like I have the yep. most vinyls I have are those two genres, but also like. But I, at its peak though, my favorite genre is like neo soul or just soul in like general. I think those are like. I think when that at its like highest, like right. that's the best genre. But I, I enjoy the most about hip hop. But I also like like psychedelic rock. I like uh, certain it's certain funny, types like, of rock music. I like just I like distorted. People stuff. tend to get into a style of music, and it's kind of even if it varies from time to time. There's that. That first style of music you're kind of married to, like for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and you never really forget it. Like your grandfather loved, like that, doo wop, early fifties before rock and roll took over, like the Four Freshmen. Yeah. And I was so psyched when that who was the was it Mac Miller, uh, yeah. Blue World. He mm-hmm. covered like a Four Freshmen song. And like Blue World, and I knew the song. And I'm like, this Mac, because I remember listening to my father listening yeah. to like the Four Lads and all those kind of that doo-woppy stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he till his death, he loved that style of music. Like he just never. And, and again, because I think it just evoked the emotions. I think we all kind of music is so emotional to most yeah. people that you know that that it ties us to that period of time. So yeah, exactly. Well, we're at we're we're a, lo- a little long today. Yeah, a little bit. Well, but you know what? I I think we should definitely do a music episode. I though. think yeah, like again, if you uh, might even do that next week. If, if you're we, listening yeah, to yeah, awesome. maybe next week we'll come back. If you hopefully if you're listening to this and you're following us either on um, you know on our Facebook page or our Twitter page. You know, search us out next of kin um, on either of those things. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this on on the network, you might want to listen to us on Spotify or, you know, Apple Podcasts. Please share it. We're trying to get a nice following here. We're pretty proud of what we're doing. Big shout out to everybody here at Podcast Precincts, especially Matt, uh, giving us a home here, a chance to come in and, and, and hopefully entertain you. And, uh, and again, if you send us a message, if you like what we're talking about or if you think we should be talking about different things, let us know. Uh, we'll hear you next time on The Next of Kin. Thanks for listening. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. 
believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.